This podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators. Podcasts by educators. For more great content, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter, at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN, follow the hashtag Principal PLN, or at Principal PLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at PrincipalPLN.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Principal PLN. This is episode 80, believe it or not. We hit another uh, zero there. Um, we have a special podcast for you today. It is just Teresa and I. Unfortunately, Spike is in the Poconos, wherever that may be. Um, there's a funny boxer story for that. Maybe we'll have some bloopers. Um, but we are bringing on Missy Emler today. Missy is um, a former principal in Wisconsin, but she's now um, a director of innovation at uh, what we call in Wisconsin our CISAs. They're like service agencies. Um, but she also, uh, you probably follow her on Twitter or follow her blog. She also has the podcast called On the Vendor Floor. Um, and she is always filled with great learning for me. Um, and I actually am bringing her on here for selfish purposes um, because I have lots of questions um, that I think her answers will help benefit the rest of us. So welcome to the podcast, Missy. Yes, welcome, Missy. Thanks, Jessica and Teresa. I'm happy to be here. And it's kind of funny that we're going to talk about my favorite subject. Yay. <laughs> so, so, and this favorite subject is uh, managing your school Facebook page or, you know, I think we're beyond probably the whys of, you know, having a school Facebook page. Like, people should get that by now. And I know we've had a podcast on that. Um, yeah, and Missy, Missy, give oh. us like your top three, like top three reasons, your 30 second elevator speech about why you should have a Facebook page for your school. Because it's the easiest way to tell the school story and tell get the message that you want to be told out to your public. And so when you're telling the story that you want to be told, that is the story that people will hear and listen to. So when it's not your story being told on the street corner or at the coffee clutch in the morning, hopefully someone in the coffee clutch has heard the story from your perspective and is able to share that angle. So it's really just about um, the pers it's it's about the perspective of the story and that's why it's really important that we tell our own story and it's this is the first time in history that we've ever had the opportunity to tell our own story and you know missy was a high school principal and I've heard some really great stories from her. Um, and one of them being that you had social media interns. Like you had high school students who were running your Facebook page. And you have in particular one story that I just love about a student um, that you chose to be a social media intern that I think every principal would be like, what the heck were you thinking? Can you right. share that story with us? Sure. So. Well, I was a K-12 principal and, right. Sorry. Yeah, in a really small district, but because I was a K-12 principal, I didn't really know, I didn't have the time to really be able to think about social media and Facebook, but I knew how important it was, especially because I felt 
really compelled to impact the school culture and I like Joe Filippo, believe that social media can truly impact the culture so I came up with this brainiac idea to have students do the social media for our district because it's a great skill to learn and I really wanted the stories to come from the students because I was an outsider to the community and the community loves their school but I really felt like the message coming from the students would have a much greater impact. You know, so, Lizzie, I'm going to jump in really quick. When I was teaching, and I, I was teaching K-12, but when I taught music in the elementary, I had my kids craft a tweet at the end of the class. Even mm -hmm. even the little ones, like I would, even if you know the spelling was off, it didn't matter because they, but they really liked it, and it was just you know a quick talk about what we were doing in class, and then they would send that tweet out, and they thought it was so fun. Right, and the engagement on what the students send out was much higher than anything myself or my assistant would send out. You know, I did all the, you know, we have a this meeting or a this snow day today or whatnot, but the students really did the the meat of the story. But so at any rate, I I remember the opening meeting of the school year and I was launching our school hashtag which was crowdsourced by on the Facebook page by the community and the students and then we voted on it and so it was decided that this would be our hashtag and so I was rolling it out to the students and I was told them to take out their phones and let's send a tweet and um, they got one step ahead of me, one student did anyway, and he created, um, the hashtag was Shellsburg Pride, and he actually created the account Shellsburg Pride. I, so to be honest, I had thought about starting the account, but not because I figured anybody would hack into it or do something bad, but I just thought about it. But then I never did it because I was like, I cannot manage two accounts, my own and that. So we'll just, and besides, I'm not sure exactly what I'll be tweeting, so I'll just do it with the hashtag. Well, this lovely student started it, and um, he, he started it with just Shellsburg Pride, so I didn't know who he was. And a little later in the day when I was following the hashtag, there was this really sassy comment um, about, you know, this is going to be the best school year ever, not, or something. Like, it was just a really sassy tweet. And I was instantly really, really mad. So I responded because I knew I had to respond. And I said, thank you for keeping our Shellsburg Sprite Shellsburg Pride hashtag space safe and positive for everyone to participate and I'm I'm sure your teachers would not be pleased with that comment true do better next time or something like that and so it stopped like that was the end of the egghead Shellsburg Pride comments and then a few like it was like a week and a half later um, I was not at the football game, but I was um, I was somewhere with my family, but I was keeping an eye on the hashtag, and Shellsburg Pride Egghead became Shellsburg Pride with Jesse Miner, our um, our mascot, and it said, "Is this a comeback? I smell." or just nachos in the concession stand, come on over in 12 seconds to get yours today. And I thought, who's in the concession stand? Because that must be who it is. But at the same time, it had this like really positive tone. And I 
responded to the guy to the tweet I said like in a private message I said hey I don't know who you are but meet me in my office at 10 o'clock on Monday morning because I think I have a job for you this is a great this is a great tweet let's keep it going so at 10 o'clock on Monday morning in walks the school board president's son to my office <laughs> and he says I'm Shellsburg Pride. <laughs> I said, oh, you're not who I expected, but I'm happy to see you. And so we sat down. We talked about the response, the roles and responsibilities of our social media interns because I had two other students who were social media interns taking care of our Facebook account. Then we got everyone together, all three of them, and we they took care of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we would set a content calendar every Monday with what was coming out um, for the week, where we were going to focus, and we did a K-12. We like really tried to get everywhere, and we would not put the same messages in all three spaces because our people in all three spaces were different, so we, we would talk through that and they learned a ton of skills and those students are now going to be sophomores in college and um, one of them is definitely pursuing communications and public relations as a career so it definitely impacted them and then since I've left they've not kept up with the student interns however um, that they're bringing it back and I'm actually going back to work with their team because they realize how important it is and how much more effective it was when the students were telling the story so that's that's my story on uh, the school board president's son starting the naughty the naughty Twitter account that ended up being the most awesome thing ever. <laughs> but think think so of how that think of how that could have turned in a completely different direction had you not honed in that student's passion for social media. Um, I mean, that could have gone a completely different direction. And what an amazing story! Um, right. Well, and there's one more story though that I think is really important too. I, my students knew that I was in that space and I told them, oh, you don't want to follow me because I'm totally boring and all I do is really talk about my Twitter account is for professional reasons. So you can follow me. I'm not going to follow you back and you're going to be bored. So whatever. Um, <laughs> however, since they knew I was in the space and I was very open with them about you know social media and behavior on social media we actually had an account started called Shady Shellsburg and I it started at like nine o'clock or ten o'clock at night and I went in to do my morning duty the next morning and I had five people showing me this account there were twelve total people associated with the, the account um, but they, those people that came to show me what was going on wanted me to know that there was a negative thing happening on Twitter that was reflecting badly on our school. And I had that account. Um, I figured out who the owner of the account was, and I had the account shut down, and the mom called in and a plan of action going forward in about 30 minutes. So the students were so much more willing to talk to me and they, they, they trusted me to get to the bottom of it, but they didn't want that happening in our space because they knew we were working really hard to make it a positive space. So, Missy, you mentioned having a content calendar. Can you talk a little bit more about that? So, I'm sure somebody listening has had that moment where you like sit up in bed at 11 o'clock and think I haven't posted anything on that school Facebook page in like three days 
Maybe not, but that used to stress me out. <laughs> really, really bad. Um, and I would think, and I would constantly be thinking, okay, what am I going to post today so I don't have to think about it again? And the key for me was setting up the content calendar and having that meeting once a week where we would look at what was going on in the in the school in terms of events, and then we would keep track of... This is going to sound really complicated, but it's not, I promise you. We kept track of like the grade levels and the specials, like even music and art and FIED, and the grade levels and the teachers, and we like kind of kept a track of, well, this week we posted about kindergarten, sixth grade, and freshmen, so the next week we were going to talk about second grade music and um, you know chemistry or something like that. So we made sure we were pulling things from like all classrooms and all grade levels, all subject areas, so that everybody felt like if they wanted some, uh, they wanted to tell something, they could get on, they could say, hey, can you come to my class, this is what I'm doing, and we would just put it on our Google Doc content calendar, and then one of the kids would open it up, and they would go there during that time, and the next thing you know, it would show up on on Facebook, and or Twitter, or Instagram, whatever one was more sufficient. But that allowed us to not have most of the tweets coming from athletics or you know outside extracurricular things. That it really told the story of what was happening during the day. But that doesn't necessarily happen unless you have a plan for that. So we worked hard at having the plan and we just kept it on a spreadsheet and then we would batch things. So we might take a picture of someone or a classroom at some time at some point in time and then we would put it in a file so that it could be sent out later. And I think that was one of the things that changed for us. We thought we needed to do it in the moment all the time, but as we did it and as we started with the content calendar, we realized that the story was the story and it would always generate conversation, so we just started to save things and batch things out and so we would schedule. When we learned how to schedule posts on Facebook, that changed our life. It was amazing. Um, so that the content calendar really made life easy, and it helped with the equity of things. And so, Missy, if I am correct, because I'm pretty sure that I receive some sort of a content calendar from you every month, isn't that correct? Yeah. So, well, I I've gotten behind, but I have um, I send out 15 to 20 Facebook post suggestions every month. If you get on my email list, which you can just go to melissaemler.com and you can sign up for my newsletter every month. And I, I put 15 to 20 every month and they're usually just good general things that sort of, oh, I don't know how to explain it, but they, the suggestions that I have really spread the story so that it's not all the same kinds of things. And yeah. you can feature I people ideas that you give because they're ones that I'm like oh I never thought of that yeah I always felt like I did a really good job with with spreading things out and putting different things and then I saw your your list just the first month and I was like oh I'm so missing the boat <laughs> it was I mean it was wonderful you know it's great so if you well play, sometimes just that. crowdsourcing ideas too so one thing that my social media interns you know because we were doing it for credit for the class I mean we did a class so I actually have a class syllabus and everything um, and maybe I should give that to you to put in your show notes um, I will do that 
Um, so we'll put the syllabus to the social media interns course, which they took for credit in the show notes. But in there, they had responsibilities for looking at the analytics every week, and they did a monthly board report of our analytics. And so their goal was always to show growth of engagement and growth of followers. So they had to think about specific campaigns that they would do to get make that happen. And um, one of the things, one of the reasons that I have a lot of ideas is not because I'm like super creative or anything like that, but my social media interns would follow other schools' Facebook pages and make notes of their cool posts that had a lot of engagement and interaction, and then we would put those on our list and just you know, brand it with our message and our people. And so that's how we ended up get, having so many awesome ideas because we followed really great school Facebook pages. And sometimes what people don't understand about Facebook is that, especially that since they've changed their algorithm, your school's posts may not be showing up in people's feeds, especially if you're only posting sporadically. You need to post every single day in order for you to stay in people's news feeds. So if you're posting like once or twice a week, the you're in about five to ten percent of your people, your followers' news feeds, and that's it. So, so even if somebody likes our Facebook page, we're not showing up in their feed. Right. See, this is where Missy and I, our conversation got started at Camp Leader. When you said their algorithm was changing and you're not showing in your feed, I was like, "Whoa, hold the phone! What's going on?" So yeah, oh, this this happened this happened over a year ago, but it actually just got worse. Um, so Facebook pages because Facebook wants to make sure that people are engaging with their friends and family Facebook pages which are usually I mean from the bigger scale of things are usually business pages you know trying to promote and sell something so they have bumped them down in the algorithm so unless you take specific actions to make those pages show up first in your feed it is not likely that your school posts are showing up in more than 10% of your fans' feeds. So what I mean by that is you're not there. <laughs> <laughs> like you're, 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 they're not getting it so your message is lost. So the first thing you need to do is teach them how to I call it follow first your page and basically it requires them going to your Facebook page there's a little button up in the um, upper right hand corner and I'm going to go there really quick just so I can say exactly what you need to do but so what they would do is on Facebook page they would search for Dodgeland School District or whatever your Facebook page is and I would we're going to talk about video in a second but I would definitely make this into a video um, on how to do this and put this on a post because people do want to see school Facebook pages so um, I mean they definitely do want to see that so then um, when you are on your page you can um, I'm trying to figure oh okay, yes so under your like um, okay we may have to I just I'm gonna I have to figure this out because I've already done this for my kids school um, so okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it on mine I'm okay. my personal account and I found my school yeah what's your school called um, Dodgeland Elementary School. Okay. And it shows that I've liked their page. So when I go to this little um, triangle next to the liked, mm -hmm. it 
it's clicked as default and notifications are all off. Yes, yeah, so you but want I, I to click see first. Yes, see first. You want it to that's exactly what you want to do. You want to click so that you can see it first. Yep. Okay, and th that alone makes the change so that it shows up in my feed? Yep, and it will show up first. Okay. Mm -hmm. So your recommendation then is to make a little video to sh to post your page to show your families so that they know how to make this change? Yes. Yep, and a lot of them will do that, and then they will see it. And you will see, most of you, if you've studied your analytics, you've seen a decrease in your engagement probably since about March of 2015, because that's when they changed the algorithm. And about a month ago, they changed it so that it's even lower. So it's really, really important that you teach people how to do this to follow okay. first because otherwise they there's no guarantee that they will see that which takes me back to my point Facebook is for telling the story not your morning announcements I'm really very 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 much in favor of telling the story on Facebook but keeping your morning announcements in a different venue they don't belong on Facebook I like that I might have to use Quozio to make a cute little picture with that quote right there Ooh, what, oh. what is this? What? <laughs> New tool? You're going to use a what? Oh, Quozio.com, Q-U-O-Z-I-O. You just put in a quote, and then you get some cute little background, and you have an image. Ta-da! I love New Tool. Oh, yes, and... Canva has a Facebook app, or uh, Canva has an, an app for your phone now, so you don't always have to go online to create that, and that's awesome. That came out three days ago. Yes, three days ago. Missy, I I have pretty much, in, on my Facebook page, I post, you know, what I'm seeing in classrooms. I'll try to share a picture, you know, with, you know, and ask students what they're doing and put in their, you know, what they're talking about in the classroom or whatever. Or I do reminders, which that's, yeah, that is morning announcements. But during this time of year, there's not a whole, whole lot to put on the Facebook page. So if you're saying to share something every day, what are some other ideas that principals could put on their school Facebook page during these downtimes? Okay, so summer is a challenging time for school Facebook pages, but it's also a time to celebrate people who during the school year don't necessarily get as much time or limelight as they deserve. So my favorite, the, the piece that got the most likes when I was doing this um, during the summer was a picture of the UPS man on the day that he's bringing in tons of stuff from you know whatever companies that you know classroom supplies the RUPS guy is our favorite friend in the summer because you know it's a little less little more downtime a little more jovial so he comes in we snap a picture we throw a caption like we love this guy he's bringing our favorite books from Scholastic or something like that mm -hmm. um, so we also definitely highlight the maintenance and facilities updates those are huge posts and people don't people know that stuff goes on at school um, in the summer but seeing it seeing progress is also helpful so like you can maybe you make a weekly post about the progress that's happening in terms of building updates or cleaning and whatnot that might happen um, Brad Gustafson and Josie and Filippo do a great job with um, welcoming new staff through their Facebook page um, 
there's just a million things. So the other thing that is really important to understand, especially in small town America where I come from, is that the school is the hub of the community. So in the summer, there's not as much happening. So you promote other hubs of the community, and that also increases your engagement. So you might go to the public library during story hour and say, see, they read in the summer too. Um, you might go to the ice cream parlor or the pool or the park, or you might go to a daycare center and just um, see some of the students that you might hang out with during the school year. And just taking them a treat, A, they would think it was really cool to see a principal or whatnot, but B, it keeps the relationship going and C, it's content for the Facebook page to let people know that you care about kids all the time and not just during the school year. Um, yeah, so there, I mean there's just a million things. Highlight your, the schedule is being built. It would be really funny to put a video of the schedule changes if you still do magnetic boards or paper with things crossed out because while that's not very student obvious, adults in the community, teachers, people connected to the school, like those kinds of things like really make the school endearing and it also helps people understand what you as the principal are charged with doing. So anything like that works. Okay. Now you blew my mind the other day, Missy, when I was um, voxing you about, you know, what should I share? And you said, try Facebook Live. Totally. And I was, I thought for a moment, I, I thought, my first thought was, now I love checking out my favorite band whenever they use Facebook Live. What the heck would I do with Facebook Live? Well, first of all, I tell you that because video is going to get your post to the top of the algorithm. Facebook is doing a ton with video and live video is going to get you even farther up the line in terms of the algorithm. So that's one thing that school Facebook people, people who do the school Facebook page do not think of and that's usually the Facebook algorithm and it is some convoluted thing that I really don't understand except that I understand enough to know that if you want to get out there and you want your story to be heard by a lot of people you sort of have to play by Facebook's rules which are good and bad at the same time and we could talk about that forever but Facebook live video is going to be game-changing when it comes to your algorithm and getting up in the feed and if you're up in the feed for your people they're more likely to share it and so your story can reach so many more people but Facebook live it's we have to remember a few things about best practices of Facebook live first Short, sweet, to the point is good. It's um, very engaging. There's You can do short, sweet, to the point is good, but you can also do longer things like 30 minutes or 40 minutes of uh, this is what's going on, here's your question and answers. They can comment and like things as it goes and it'll come across the feed um, so that you'll be able to see it. If you want people to engage with you while you're live, let them know ahead of time that you're going to go live. That will help get more people to the space while you are live and they will definitely engage with you. And there's so many applications of this when you actually have students in your building. Granted, you must have the right policies in place to ensure that you can have your students in that space. If at all you're worried about your policies and you don't want it to go to the whole world, you can obviously go back to the Facebook group world where you have you know, more closed in amount of people following that and able to see that. But that 
that's another way. But Facebook Live works in groups on your personal pages as well as on your school pages. So Okay, so I just need to stop you for a minute. <laughs> I know I talk too much and I like think about this differently than most of you. Okay, I make videos that I edit and I make sure that they're done well. So this is making me nervous. So yep. you're saying like I might be walking around the school with my phone holding it up to show how close our building is ready to get done and like my face is in there too and this is live. Right, and you wouldn't have to have your face in because it's your camera will go either way. Oh, Lord, but but so in the so let's just talk another best practice. So if you're if you're gonna do that, definitely put your ear your Apple earbuds in that have the microphone on that really helps with the sound. Um, and obviously, if you can keep your phone steady, that would also be best practice. So, you know, going on tour is one thing you wouldn't want to do that every single time because of the movement, but definitely perfection is out when it comes to Facebook Live. I mean, there's things you can do to be at best practice, but you're nobody expects you to be perfect when you're on live video. But live video is where social media is going to tell the story. So if somebody's not watching it live, can they watch the recording of it? Yes. It will remain in your Facebook feed okay. forever. So people can interact with it throughout the day and night as long as it stays, you know, as long as it, whenever it shows up in their feed is when they'll interact with it. Um, lots of people, so, you know, you do a Friday memo for your staff and think of it in terms of, okay, maybe you, every single Monday, you're going to do a family update of the important things happening in the school, what's going on, what meetings are coming up, what events are coming up, and every single Monday at 5 o'clock before you leave for the day, you're going to update the families. So you're going to have a tripod on your on your desk, you're going to have your notes about what you're going to say, and you're just going to go do a live news conference. It'll be there for the people that are there with you live, and it will be there for the people who visit you later, but you just do it live and send it out and be done. While you're live, if somebody has a question about what you're saying, certainly acknowledge the question, answer the question, and move on. Otherwise say, keep putting your questions there. I'm not going to have time to answer them during this broadcast, but I will go back into the comments and answer them when I'm finished. Thanks for engaging with me. And so away you go. When, when you say people are engaging in there while you're live, they're putting in comments and you can mm -hmm. see those while you're recording? Yep, you can see um, it while you're recording and they can also like add hearts and likes and thumbs up and emoji, you know, just by tapping the screen. So um, if you have really exciting news, you want to like, maybe you want a huge award, say, oh, we won this amazing award, our test scores are blah, blah, blah. So hit the like and show us some love because I want to show the kids how important this is to our community. And so let's see how many hearts we can get so we can show the kids how much we care. So you can encourage engagement. And the more you have people engaging, the more Facebook likes your feed and the higher up in the algorithm you're going to get. Nice. Am I, like, kill like, are you, like, 
Are yeah. you like a little blown away? Like, have we talked I about am, this? I am slightly, but part of me thinks, <laughs> part of me is like, oh my gosh, this is amazing and there's so many ideas right now, but I'm yeah. also overwhelmed. But then I think this is such a simple tool, so why am I feeling overwhelmed? <laughs> right, because <laughs> other people listening are probably like, Jessica, you're being I think, right now. I think it's just the ideas of all the things you could do with it. I think that's what, like, that's kind of where we are now because, you know, Melissa's talking about idea, like things that she would do with it and here's a way to get engagement. And so now we're like, oh, you know, it just, it right. jumps in your head with, oh, I could have used it for this, or man, I wish I would have had it for this, or. Right. And so think about, think about your podcast, all the best practices that you have for your podcast, and apply those in your Facebook Live. Like, people like consistency and those kinds of things. So if you can do something every week, you are going to see the number of people coming to your live broadcast of like your family update or whatever you decide on that that will be that will increase every single week as people come to expect that and that just enhances not only your Facebook feed and engagement but it enhances your ability to tell the story and your communication and so um, if you think about I always think about everything I do in Facebook as communication and I always tie it to educator effectiveness so you will have hardcore data to show your educator effectiveness in regards to communication because you are going to start to be able to track with your Facebook analytics how many people saw the video how long they stayed on the video and how many comments you got and how much engagement you got all from your Facebook analytics so you can say you might put out an hour of video in the month of September and Facebook's gonna tell you how many how many minutes of that hour was seen but and the number of people who saw it so it's great so is it like Periscope then? it's exactly like Periscope but, but safer um, there's kind of freaks me out I feel there's like whenever we do live stuff there's just Spam, yeah. So yeah. you definitely want to block that out. If the I don't, I'm not going to say that it's safer. I'm going to say that it's different in that it only shows up in your fans' feed, and there is okay. a place to see all the Facebook Live videos going on, but people aren't going there because they're already engaged with the people they want to be engaged with, and so they're not like only people who are. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not going to say that you're not ever going to see a piece of spam, but you can certainly block that comment and take care of it faster, just like all your other places. Um, like Joe and Tony always say, something will go wrong, and you just need to expect it. And I, I absolutely agree with that. But I also am not going to live in fear and just not do something that's best practice because I'm afraid of it. But it's definitely the same concept as Periscope, but different because it's your your if you are going live from your school's Facebook page, the spammers don't really give two craps about your yeah. Facebook page. You know, like it's just a different. It, your audience is obviously more narrowed. Yeah, and I, th I think that's what I was trying to. Ask, yeah, but it didn't come out the right way because I, you know, we the struggle I had. I used to periscope our morning announcements, and and it's not even really announcements. It's morning prayer, mm -hmm. and so you know I've got the the parents watching morning prayer, and then you know the the little kids are doing it, but then you know you've got just random people watching, and it made me feel really uncomfortable because then you know there's people sending hearts, and you're like, ah, right, doesn't feel good to me. Yeah, and um, I guess the the thing I think about Periscope is. 
it, it was just, it's, it was never a closed, it was never even like a filtered environment like your Facebook page would be. You know, you might have 500 or 1,000 followers on your Facebook page depending on the size of your school. Sure. And, and the other people that could just find it randomly, like on Periscope, it just goes into a Twitter feed. And I have 8,000 followers, so yeah, right, who the heck right. knows who's going to see me. <laughs> um, but at the same time, on Facebook Live, it's going to be live for those 500 to 1,000 followers or, you know, however many followers you have. Right. And only the ones that are online um, will be there live. Otherwise, it just stays in your feed. And it stays there forever until you were to delete it or whatnot. So... Um, I feel I feel way better about that. I like Periscope as a as a tool, and I like it for when I'm using it professionally. But when I'm putting kids on it, it just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think you have to follow the same best practice. Make sure your policies and practices right. align with what the expectations of the district and the community is, and you follow all those safety precautions. But again, with Facebook Live, it's just much more of a it, as open as the environment is. It's just still a little bit more closed. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I suggested that Jessica do is like a book talk through Facebook Live. Ooh. And so, you know, just pick a page and read it and do a quick read aloud of a chapter book or, you know, read aloud. Now, again, you have to be, if you're going to do the read aloud, you definitely want to make sure you credit the author and all of that good stuff because you don't want it to be, and you don't want to do the whole thing because you might face copyright issues. But if you're talking about the book and encouraging your students to, you know, read it, anything you can do to sort of put yourself out there for them. Because if it shows up in their in their parents' feed, the, the likelihood of their parents saying, oh, did you see this? And showing their, their child is very, very high. Especially if you encourage them, hey, can you show your kids this? Or pick this book for up for them at the library, yada, yada. That's a good way to get started. And that could be a regular feature, too. And again, you just want to put your Facebook Live thinking onto a content calendar because then you're not stressing about what you're going to do next or whatever. So then every time you have an idea, just put it on your content calendar and then do it. That's a great, great idea. So many good tips. Oh, my gosh. My brain is... I, yeah, you know what? I, I thought I was great at my Facebook page, and now... <laughs> <laughs> now, Missy has blown my mind. We're leveling up, Jess. We're going to level up. <laughs> Speaking of leveling up, I'm at level six of Pokemon Go. Ooh, I just hit Pokemon. I just hit level five, and I've never been to a gym, but I am yeah. on the red team. Mm. Missy and I learned Pokemon Go together at, at, at Camp Leader, and I just and for anybody who's listening who thinks now she's lost it she's gone to pokemon go i went to that session at ed camp leader and i i think i said out loud i will download this app and i will try it for this session and then i'm deleting it and i'm never dealing with this again cuz i don't really care about this stupid game um, <laughs> i i didn't then, download it and i play it daily <laughs> don't even know why. <laughs> it's like, I barely leave my house, but there's always some just hanging around on the lawn, and I like to grab them, but I don't, I don't. It yeah, gives me, like, it, it's, it gives me, like, a, it's a fun thing to do, but then my husband's all like, well, now you have to get to a gym, and the Pokemon are going to fight each other, and he's like, and did you know that you could let go of some of your Pokemon, and then you can use it, and I was like, dude, I just, I really just like to go around and catch them. 
Like, that's the extent of my Pokemon. My kids have to go for bike rides every day with me now because they they need my phone to be able to get the Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And then it gives me great conversations with kids um, while we're hanging out at breakfast before summer school starts because they're, of course, all on it, and they can teach me what to do. So, So yeah, I don't get the game at all except that I can go to Pokemon Stops, which has helped (laughs) me see places in my community I never even knew existed. Yeah. And um, I get the Pokemon critters, but I don't really, now I don't really know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a really cool thing that I found um, online, and you guys may have seen this. I thought this was so amazing. So there was a, a post on Facebook. I'm sh- I don't know if it's true or not, but I can't believe it wouldn't be because it seemed a little too detailed to be not true. But there was a post about an animal shelter. Oh, yeah. Did either of you see this? Yes. The animal shelter had said, you know, if you're an adult and you're embarrassed of your friends seeing you play Pokemon Go, we have dogs to rent to walk. So they would rent the dogs for $5 an hour. And so you can look like you're walking a dog, but you're really playing Pokemon. And (laughs) all of this, they've ended up saving all of these animals because people have wanted to adopt the dogs. They've raised so much money that they could they could waive all of their adoption fees, and now they're looking to rescue more dogs because their shelters are empty. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! Right? What a yes. great! I mean, how what a great thing to come out of that! I think right. we could have a whole episode dedicated to Pokemon Go. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm pretty dedicated. Every time we get off the thing now, she's like, "So I think the next one we need to do Pokemon Go." <laughs> Right. Oh my gosh. And we'll get him too. All right. Well, any last words? Because I think we are really at our time. Um, yeah. I just want. I have. Um, I did a series of four podcasts about Facebook, and I'm going to add another one, uh, and I'll probably use this one um, to that particular series, and where we talk about Facebook and all the good things that I've kind of talked about here. But if you go to melissaemler.com and then just um, look for the Facebook for School Leaders series, I did a series of four podcasts that are about 10 minutes each on um, different pieces of how to really level up your Facebook. And I sort of share some of the things that we talked about today and I just dive a little bit deeper um, into all that good stuff. So if you have a chance, just go to melissaemler.com and check out the, that series of four short podcasts, um, and you will level up. And if you need help, just send me a tweet, and I'll definitely help you. I'm just at Melissa Emler. Mm-hmm. And if you're, in a fa- if you're in a podcast app looking for those, just scroll back to February, because I think they were all in February. Yes. Um, and it, the podcast that I do is called On the Vendor Floor, where I engage educators and entrepreneurs in conversations that enhance learning. So I interview the founders of several education startups, and um, they're usually really awesome products that just need help getting used by more people. And um, yeah, so it's really, I enjoy doing it, and I hope that it's helpful. Well, thank you so much for coming and joining us today and blowing my mind. And <laughs> yes, thank you. And we will get as many of these links as we can yes. into the show notes. Yes. So, um, you know, be sure to check those out too. But, Missy, thank you so much for coming and and sharing all of this knowledge with us. And I can't wait to uh, be doing more amazing things on my Facebook page now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. You'll rock. 
Absolutely. We have, we have a good teacher. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anytime. Just hit me up. I'm here. Thank you. All right. Principal PLN out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer Group. Links can be found at principalpln.com.